It's Saturday, November 18th, and this is Simple Tech News. What's up, everybody? I'm your host, James Thomas, and this is Simple Tech News, the weekly podcast where we discuss the week's top tech news and stories, offer up our thoughts and opinions, and ask you to chime in on the conversation via Twitter. You can follow us on Twitter at Simple Tech News and let us know what you're thinking using the hashtag Simple Tech News. Now, this week we've got some exciting releases from Tesla and OnePlus. Yeah, we've got another new phone being released and two new vehicles from Mr. Elon Musk. Uh, Also, we have some news from Amazon, Google, and Apple, along with some other honorable mentions. So let's just get started, not waste any more time. And we're going to start with Apple and Face ID. Now, this week we got two stories of it being beaten, and that's not good for iPhone 10 owners. The first story came from a Vietnamese cybersecurity firm that was able to bypass Face ID using a $150 mask. It was created through a combination of 3D printing, makeup, and 2D images, and apparently they focused on the cheeks and large areas of skin on the face, uh, as well as making the nose from silicone. There's actually a video on YouTube showing the mask unlocking a phone and then that same phone being unlocked again by the researcher's actual face. Now, the the main focus here is that it was done for $150. Granted, you need access to a 3D printer, some experience with silicone modeling, but it's just a proof of concept. You know, this is a serious security concern and has the potential to affect not only, well, the friend of the guy who owns a 3D printer, but country leaders, high-profile C-level executives, uh, celebrities, I mean, anyone with a lot to lose, whose face has been pictured at every angle and every lighting condition, should probably be worried. Just worried enough to probably get the iPhone 8 instead. The other story of Face ID getting beaten cost even less. Uh, It was free, (laughs) and it was done by a 10-year-old boy. The boy was able to unlock his mother's iPhone 10 the first time he picked the phone up. They too have a video on YouTube showing the mother unlocking her phone, then handing it to the boy and he unlocking it with his face. Now, the mother went through the setup process again, apparently under different lighting conditions, and the boy wasn't unable, the boy was unable to unlock the phone. Uh, But as soon as she went back to similar lighting conditions, did the same setup process, her son was again able to unlock her phone with his face. Now, this in combination with the mask story and uh, videos, several videos of twins unlocking each other's phones, it, I mean, it poses a real threat, uh, a real concern, and suggests that Face ID isn't as secure as Apple suggests it is. We'll definitely keep an eye on the story as it develops and update you guys uh, as soon as more information comes out, but I would keep an eye on this one for sure. Next up, we have Amazon. Amazon is releasing their virtual assistant, Alexa, to Canada, along with some of their Echo lineup. You've got three devices, the Echo Dot, the Echo, and the Echo Plus all launching, and Amazon expects 10,000 Alexa skills to be available to Canadian users this year. Some of those skills are from companies like Air Canada, TD Bank, TELUS, and more. And Amazon Prime Music is also being made available for Canadian users with around 1 million plus songs. Uh, Amazon apparently worked with Canadian developers to implement local knowledge, language, and skills uh, to help Alexa and its localization functionalities. Uh, So that'll be a good ad there for Canada. Right now, I believe it just speaks English with a Canadian accent. 
Uh, no French Canadian there yet. But the goal is to obviously expand into more countries. Japan was actually rolled out last week, and it's good to see them moving forward with that with that approach. Uh, you've got three Echo devices able to be pre-ordered now, and they'll ship on December 5th. Now, the Echo is actually listed at an introductory, a limited time introductory price of $99.99 Canadian. Uh, the MSRP will go up to $129.99, so if you are in Canada and a fan of Alexa, I would move fast and pre-order now. Also in the world of Amazon, the Amazon Music app for Android was updated and now gets Chromecast support. Now this feature has been missing from the Amazon Music app for years. Obviously, because Amazon has their own competing streaming devices, supporting Chromecast, not really a big thing on their, their you know, list of things to do. But as a consumer, I'm happy. I'm happy to see this integration. Uh, more options are always better. And hopefully this uh, adds to more competition and more innovation from both sides. Speaking of Google and Chrome, the list of Chromebooks that are getting support for Android apps has now grown. Now, last month, 17 Chromebooks or so were added to that list that get the Play Store. Uh, and now five more have been added this week. This week's ads, you've got the Acer Chromebook 11, the Dell Chromebook 11, the HP Chromebook 13 G1, the Lenovo ThinkPad 13 Chromebook, and the Samsung Chromebook 3. Now, this Play Store access is Chrome OS stable channel, so it's not the beta, and owners of these Chromebooks should be excited to see their devices uh, grow in terms of functionality. But it's also a fantastic sign for all Chromebook owners. Uh, it's a sign that Google seems hell-bent on making Chromebooks a real player in the world of personal computing, and in my opinion, I think they one day will be in that number one spot. Uh, sticking with Google, the broadcast feature is now live for Google Home. Via an article on the Google blog, uh, starting this week, you can now broadcast your voice from your assistant on your phone or voice-activated speaker like a Google Home or other assistant-enabled speakers around your home. Uh, this will be a handy feature for parents especially, um, getting your kids ready in the morning, letting everyone know that dinner's ready, or telling your kids to quiet down if they're playing in the other, uh, in another side of the house. Um, it's definitely a value add there. Uh, personally for me, my office, it's in the basement of our house, and when I'm there playing some music or, or doing something down there, I really can't hear anything in the house. So I'm sure that broadcast feature will be used quite frequently. Uh, sure beats yelling up and down the stairs. So good on you, Google, making those things happen with Google Home and the Google Assistant. Now on to the big stories this week, starting with the new phone on the block from OnePlus, the OnePlus 5T. Now, full disclosure, this is a revision to the OnePlus 5 that was released five months ago, <laughs> but it's still very impressive. Uh, it's designed to keep up with the mobile trends of 2017, namely bigger screen with slimmer bezels, uh, face unlocking, and better dual cameras on the back. So let's talk about those specs. You've got the Snapdragon 835 chip with the Arduino 540 GPU. You've got a six inch 1080p AMOLED display, 18 by nine aspect ratio. Again, those super thin bezels on the side with still uh, relatively slim uh, top and bottom bezels as well. And the corners of the display are just barely rounded. It's not super noticeable, uh, but they are there and they look really clean. You've got six or eight gigs of RAM, 64 or 128 gigs of storage. 
The phone solid, built from anodized aluminum, weighs about 5.7 ounces. And there were some revisions, as I mentioned, that, that big screen on the front means the fingerprint sensor has moved to the back. And on the back, you now have a dual camera setup. You've got one camera, uh, 16 megapixels, F1.7 aperture, and the second camera is a 20 megapixel shooter with that same F1.7 uh, aperture. Also, there is a 3,300 milliamp hour battery with dash charging. Again, impressive specs. In my opinion, it definitely has one of the most attractive uh, screens in regards to screen to bezel ratio. I mean, the edges don't wrap over the sides of the phone like Samsung flagships, but I prefer that flat screen. And the rounded corners, as I mentioned, are tastefully done. They're not super dramatic like those on maybe the LG G6 or the, the Pixel 2 XL or even the iPhone 10. And speaking of the iPhone 10, it doesn't have that stupid notch. You've just got the slim top and bottom bezels, which still look great, and in my opinion are needed if you want to comfortably use the phone and landscape. Uh, the only display design really that I like better this year is the essential phone. And, but I mean, to be honest, if the 5T had front firing speakers, which it doesn't, but if it did, it, it would probably be damn near perfect. It, not all of it's good. I still prefer stock Android. Uh, the camera is unproven, but this phone only costs $499. Yeah, 500 bucks for flagship specs, flagship quality. That's two, three, four, $500 less than the competition. Again, the build quality is there. Customer support from OnePlus is established. Their version of Android is still clean and fairly lightweight with Android Oreo updates coming soon. If I was in the market for a new phone, especially if I'm looking at Android, it'd be really hard not to pick up the OnePlus 5T. But again, if you're asking for my recommendation, you've got some recent price drops. And I think the essential phone looks better still better bang for your buck at 499 and if you're looking for the best overall android phone i've got to give that to the pixel 2 uh, the five inch variant but man one plus 5t you got a good looking screen impressive specs damn good price at 499 it's a nice refresh and should definitely help OnePlus sell a few more units this holiday season Last up, we have Tesla. Tesla and Mr. Elon Musk had an event this week, and they announced the Tesla Semi. And this thing seems right out of the future to me. It is a semi-truck, yes, but it is more aerodynamic than a supercar. Why? Well, because it's a Tesla. It has a pretty interesting cab layout as well. You're looking at a center-mounted seat with two large screens on either side, so definitely futuristic uh, but it promises really impressive range again it's an electric semi but it gets around 500 miles of range for the class 8 heavy-duty vehicle and you can get around 400 miles of range with just 30 minutes of charging really really impressive stuff of course it's a Tesla so you're looking at self-driving abilities and Tesla says that it will deliver semi-autonomous driving with full autonomy coming in the future uh, the batteries uh, are actually mounted under the floor of the cab, giving the design of the, uh, and the design gives the Tesla a much lower center of gravity than the normal diesel powered trucks. This should allow 
for better handling at high speeds and, and more stability. It's not gonna handle like, you know, a supercar, but that'll be definitely a value add, I'm sure. And with Tesla expanding its superchargers around the country, you add this Tesla Semi with its impressive range, it, it's a real beast. It could be a real beast in the, the trucking market, saving companies millions of dollars, I'm sure. Uh, definitely, you know, there have been some companies already coming forward and ordering these Tesla semis. I believe Walmart put in an order for about 15 of them. So, I mean, they're not cheap, but definitely a awesome, awesome vehicle. But, but of course, Tesla pulled an Apple and said one more thing, gave us a huge surprise, and that was a new Tesla Roadster. Man, this thing is, it is nice. It's literally, it is the fastest car in the world. That's a fact. It's got record-setting acceleration, range, and performance. The zero to 60 on this thing, 1.9 seconds. I'm gonna let that sink in. 1.9 seconds, zero to 60. Less than two seconds. Gah! You're looking at a top speed of 250 plus. Uh, the range is uh, ridiculous, 620 miles. If you're looking for more speed, you're looking at zero to 100, 4.2 seconds. Quarter mile, 8.8 .8 seconds. Apparently the damn thing has four seats. It's got a removable glass roof that can be stored in the trunk. All wheel drive. The Roadster is one sexy car. But specs are not the only thing that is insane on this thing. It is also insanely priced. I mean, I guess not for a supercar, but damn, the base price is $200,000 nowhere near my budget but two hundred thousand dollars is the price if you're interested uh you're looking at a fifty thousand dollar reservation uh fee there again these these two vehicles they're teslas and they're damn nice if you're interested in seeing more head over to youtube type in tesla you'll see plenty of test drives get to admire all the expensive yet glorious pieces of tech from mr elon musk and tesla from every angle uh, but that's it for Tesla. Some honorable mentions this week. Bose released noise masking sleep buds via Indiegogo. If you're interested in those, apparently they've already sold out. Uh, Mozilla, they released Firefox Quantum uh, this week. Google also did a visual refresh of Google Maps. Apparently, sweat analysis could be used to unlock your phone. And Apple's HomePod has been delayed until 2018. For more info on those honorable mentions, check out our Twitter page at Simple Tech News. And also, Black Friday is next week, so make sure to stay tuned to our Twitter page. All next week, we will have the latest news on all top Black Friday tech deals. And that is it for this episode of Simple Tech News. Tesla, OnePlus, Apple, Amazon, Google, all making noise in the tech world this week. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at Simple Tech News and let us know, what do you think about the OnePlus 5T? Do you have a OnePlus 5 and how do you feel about the refresh just five months after the original was released? Also, what are your thoughts on Tesla? If you had $200,000, would you buy a Tesla Roadster? Tweet at us. Let us know using the hashtag SimpleTechNews. Thank you all for listening and supporting the podcast as always. Uh, and stay tuned because we will be back 
and in, in a few short days with our Pixel 2 slash Google Home Mini review, as well as my thoughts on why the Pixelbook is the best computer to buy in 2017. Once again, I'm James Thomas. This is Simple Tech News. Have a great weekend, and we'll catch you guys next Saturday. Take care.